Yo, it's Ron from the 650, and this is the 65 Show. I'm here with David Morales, better known as active poet, rapper, actor, content creator, um, just overall entertainer out of San Jose. How you doing today? How you doing today, man? Man, I'm great. Coming off shooting a music video last night. I'm, I'm recharged, and I have two big auditions today. <laughs> so, uh, okay, okay. I'm feeling good. A, a good mixture of scared and super excited. Yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes that scaredness or that little bit of flight anxiety can push us uh, towards great things. But I'm glad that you uh, brought up that one that you just came out that you were shooting a music video last night. Yeah. But also, two, you know, you you got two auditions today, right? Yeah, man. That's a little bit of the multidisciplinary, multi hyphy. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about being a rapper and an actor? Yeah, man. I uh, I started off the first love, uh, just wanting to be on TV, wanting to do like the Will Smith thing, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, all that, Keenan and Kel, and just never knew how to get into it. Um, blessed that I grew up in a neighborhood where um, the the uh, not high school, the middle school was a performing arts middle school, and as soon as I got there, they like specialize in music, dance, art, and theater. So I was able to get in my first drama class from there. And then ever since I took that drama class, it kind of like, I was like, this is, I love this and I will never not do this. Um, and so in high school, I did it as well. And in high school was the time I started rapping because I had a friend who was actually a rapper. It was the first time I actually met a rapper. Um, and I just, I just heard him rapping sometimes. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? And then I think at the time I just had like a, a app on my phone, like the IMT Pain app where you can just record into that and it would synthesize your voice. And you can create songs on there. And I was just like messing around. But then I started hanging out with him more. And then just, you know, this hobby became something more. So then just balancing those two throughout growing up. And, you know, even through college, I got my AA in theater, you know, doing a bunch of theater throughout the Bay Area when the pandemic hit. I had all this music equipment because I invested in myself. So I transitioned to voiceover acting. Now I'm doing commercials, auditioning for two TV shows today. Um, in the process, just trying to get better at making music and aligning myself with people who are serious about making music their career as well. Nah, nah, that's dope. That's dope. And when, the first thing I think of the crossover when it comes to you is the content, right? Like um, the approach that you take as an actor, but also the approach that you take as like a, a rapper, right? But also the juxtaposition between the two and how they blend. So. Um, a lot of people have like this persona that they have to put on to make the content or to yeah. be that person who makes the content, I should say. Yeah. Um, how does being an actor and a rapper kind of work with you? How do you blend the two? Yeah. Or how I does think... it, uh, how is it better for you? Yeah. I think there's so much from acting that I translate into rapping, something I'm trying to actively get better on right now, um, being more vulnerable. Uh, in my songs and telling more stories. I think some of the best rap songs everyone always acclaims are stories. So I'm trying to get better at that. But something that seems really natural for me is like, I always get the the compliment of like, I have great stage presence. And I think from theater, I get that because mm. like theater is nothing without an audience to share it with, you know? So I'm always trying to bring in the audience and participation. I'm always talking to people. 
I'm always like moving around. I don't just stay in one spot. I'm like all over the place. Like, nah, I might be in that corner, but next song I'm be up here. During that song, I might move. I might jump into the audience. I don't know whatever I'm feeling. Like, I just want people to really enjoy themselves, you know? Um, but yeah, for me, I, there's like such a cool blend. And when it comes to content creation, I, it helps that I've been in front of the camera like so much. I always put myself in front of the camera so I'm, I don't feel awkward. Um, and I'm, I think I'm just, because of theater, I'm willing to make a fool out of myself. Like, I don't care what people think. Like, I, I learned in theater that, like, it's more embarrassing not to go all the way than to actually go all the way. More embarrassing to not go all the way than to go all the way. More embarrassing to not try your hardest or to not try to be that. Yeah, because sometimes we're like... Potential. Yeah, because sometimes we're like having to act out animals and some people who are like, oh, I'm a monkey. And we're like, nah. But the people who are like, like actually going for it, you're like, no, that, that that's a monkey. Oh, yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, some people are like, oh, I'm a monkey. Yeah, yeah. And there's some people like, no, I'm a gorilla in a fucking coop. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's who I am. And like, you really believe yeah. it. You're like, all right, <laughs> I see where the vibe is set, you know? The people who are trying to be too cool. It's like, for what? For who? yeah yeah this is like this again it comes out to that persona of like oh i got to act like um a rapper or someone who's too cool to do this sort of whatever thing but a lot of the times the best content like you say comes from the people or comes from the artists who aren't aren't scared of being like more than themselves or aren't scared of showing another side of themselves that you know the content content really uh relates to it the content really communicates to you so i'm glad you brought up the the storyteller the storyteller bit that's dope thank that's you dope. um shifting gears a little bit i noticed in your content especially like last couple of months you got your girlfriend your mom in a lot of it yes um, sir what, what's kind of the strategy behind that how did you really incorporate them into it man studying the game studying the independent artists who are thriving right now and i think for the longest time i did not want to put my girlfriend or my mom or anybody in my community in the spotlight unless they want it to be because I just see how some people are so harsh to like chance the rapper's wife and I was like I don't want you know to put any negative energy towards them but there's also a sense of if I don't share with people who I am and who I'm with like will they really ever know me you know so of course I talked to them to see if they were mm -hmm. interested first before I'm like you have to do this but a lot of the artists who are thriving, they have dimensions where you can connect to them. So if let's say you don't like their music, oh, they have a podcast where they talk about other stuff. Oh, he's a husband. Oh, uh, he also is a father. Oh, he also has a good relationship with his mother. Oh, he also lives blank. You know, he also likes to do this. So the more you know about somebody, the more opportunities you're allowing to connect with other people. So during the pandemic, my mom and my girlfriend, we made so much TikTok content. And I wish I would have tripled, double, quadrupled down on it at the time. Like, cause out of that, I accumulated like 90K followers, just like messing around with them, you know? So I was like, oh, they enjoy this. And I think bringing them in my music world is great. And more people get to see <laughs> the wonderful people who surround me. That's dope, that's dope. They're, they're pretty charismatic too. Yeah, <laughs> you know Thanks. they don't seem camera shy at all or like because you know it's not easy a lot of people will think like oh you can just turn on a camera and just be whoever but once that camera turns on you know you get a little 
you're a little shy. A lot of people, most, most people get some sort of shy or, um, you know, start doing things they wouldn't normally do or, you know, turtle up. But no, they seem like they're the same people outside of the camera as they are on the camera. Or even they're more uh, charismatic or more enthusiastic on the camera. So that's dope. Yeah, that's thanks. Dope. I'll give myself a little bit of credit. It helps for them that, like, I'm an actor and, like, I can direct them and be like, I think we got to yeah. go like this, like. They're a little more exaggerated on camera than they are in real life, but it, it works. They're having fun. Okay, okay, yeah. It, it look it looks like it's fun. It's lo- it looks like it's fun. So that's always dope. Um, in terms of the music, uh, you you had a post at the end of last year, towards the end of last year, and said you didn't drop any music in the last couple of years, but you know this year you're planning to drop 24 songs, right? Twice a month. What's the strategy kind of behind that, and why have you chose to? drop twice a month yeah man um during the pandemic was a time where i had a relook of like what i was doing like that's one of the silver linings during that time um and i I never stopped making music but i just you know i think a lot of us going back to what we were saying earlier about like trying to be too cool or like you know for the longest time i know we're going to talk about multi-hyphy at one point like i was trying to make a bay banger and i was like i need the bay to accept me but now i'm more in the sort of like it's not trying to find the people like to get validation from. It's like, I know people like me and like my music. It's just getting my music to them. So I'm going to be unapologetically me and all the music that I stacked up the last two years. It's um, there's some that are not going to make the cut, but a lot like helped me for this next year. And my producer definitely pushed me to like put out more music because there's a strategy behind this. Like, to get $4,000 a month, you need to get a million streams. Now, trying to get that every month on the same song is pretty pretty hard. But let's say you have 300 songs out and you uh, accumulate a million streams of those songs, you might be able to, to replicate that. Because I don't know the math right off the top, but maybe that's 30,000 streams for each or 3,000, whatever that is. You know, it's like that's more doable. Because a song could catch fire, more people could share it, whatever that is. Um, so I'm trying to just build a catalog right now this year and, you know, keep the pen hot. I want to put my foot on these people's necks, you know, like Nicki Minaj. Like, I want to let them know, like, just because you haven't heard from me doesn't mean I'm not doing this. I'm just trying to get the strategy right. I'm trying to make this a profitable business this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. And, you know, being that... You know, you're both a rapper and actor. Um, I'm kind of interested in what what bag do you think pays more in terms of where you're at right now, um, which is easier to, you know, get a check. Acting. Acting easily. Acting, bro. Like, I think I spent way too much time doing it. And not that acting has a more, like, thought-out step. It's more, like, I don't know what I want to say. A more, like, plan to get to where you want to be. But, like... I didn't go to school for rapping, you know? There's no, there's no like, yeah. academy for this. You kind of, like, YouTube or, like, try to figure out, like, can I rip beats online? How do I get samples? Like, how much should I charge for this? Like, how do I do shows? Should I pay to play? Yeah. Like, you have to learn the hard lessons when it comes to music. And if you're lucky to find like-minded people that are here for the long run, that's a blessing. And people who are serious of making this career, because no offense to my homies, because I totally understand it, but there's so many people I started with. Yeah that are no longer rapping because love doesn't pay the bills sometimes, you know? And I get it. I totally get it. And this is a long run. Like, I just found out 
about this thing called sync licensing where, you know, TV shows, um, movies, video games, whatever, will take your music and will pay you a fat check to use it. Like, what? Where would, yeah. If I would have known this, I would have mm-hmm. been making sync music, you know? But, like, now that I know this, it's like, it's just, it's just the charge of the game. But acting, uh, I remember when I got my first uh, check when it came to a theater role and it was only, like, 250 for, like, a, I don't know, eight-week run of... Uh, a show mm-hmm. and I was like I'm getting paid as an actor and that was a big accomplishment for me um but now yeah. bro dude this, this the checks are crazy there's been some big checks that I'm like bro like voiceover has paid me definitely the most out of everything that's why I'm like I'm so blessed I invested in my other talents and like I know how to record my mm-hmm. vocals and I have a good studio setup um and now I have representation like I don't have any representation when it comes to music but on the acting front, I have a voiceover agent, I have a commercial agent, I have a theatrical, which means like TV and film agent, and then I have just a Bay Area agent who does like it all. So like wow. I'm hell like they're they're sending me quality stuff like all the time. Uh, that's dope. That's dope. Um, yeah, I I think I was gonna guess that acting immediately pays pays more, right? Because um, being an independent artist, there's a lot of different streams of income, but they're so it seems like sometimes they're behind this wall. Like, oh, if you can make it past this wall, there's thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. But if you can't make it past this wall, then you and 20 million other people are in the same boat. Yeah. So, yeah and, and, uh, I'm glad you brought up um, sinks, right? Because there's seven different ways to make money through sinks. So bro. why don't you um, talk a little bit about your strategy in terms of trying to get these straight sinks? Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a blessing that one, all these independent artists are not gatekeeping anymore, talking about how they're making a living. Shout out all of them. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for y'all sharing, I think I'd still be in the dark a little bit. I do have books like um, How to Make It in the New Music Business that talk about college tours and sync and like, you know, profitable areas and like mm-hmm. how to r- roll out a song and market and stuff like that. Um, I did get a little taste of like how to make some money off social media when TikTok was paying out and Instagram was. So I was like, okay, okay. I can do this a little bit. Um, but my producers <clears throat> that go by nobody important, separate separate entities is It's Juice and Made by Rod Batstu. Um, they have made money doing sync. Um, one of their first songs that they made as a collective, Nobody Important, got picked up by Tokyo McDonald's and they got a fat check for that. And then they were like looking at each other like, I think we should do this, you know? So of course me being a part of, of, their creative circle i guess i'd say and i'm always in the studio like minimum once a week um yeah i i want to contribute any way i can and of course i want to make a living to hopefully you know have a family soon my girlfriend wanted kids yesterday so like i'm I'm already behind uh (laughs) so i'm like trying my best to make make this thing work and not give up on my dream um, so yeah, I'm, I'm listening to a bunch of sync tracks that have gotten synced. Um, uh, I have a meeting actually next week talking to their sync agent, um, uh, because I'm able to like collab and make some of the money cause I'm not represented by them, but like, I'm still going to be on some tracks. So I, I really want to know what they, they are wanting, what people get synced the most and what songs get synced the most and what they're currently looking for. So I can just give them that stuff and hopefully, Hey, make some money this year doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Um, 
a million different ways to make money again as an independent artist or even just as an artist. But again, there's always that wall you got to get through or that knowledge um, barrier that you got to got to break through. So I'm, I'm glad that you're, you know, you're putting in the work, you're putting in the, the reps to try to get through those barriers. So that's always dope. Thank you, brother. Uh, let's talk a little bit about multi-IV, right? Um, oh. In the in the promo content that you posted, yeah, um, you you and your girl, it sounded like the idea came from a bay banger, right? Like she was like, "Yo, I need I need something to be a bay banger." I don't know when's the last time you made one of these, but this is what I need right now. You're yeah. like, oh, play that one beat. She said, "You're like, all right, let, let me see what I got." Hey, you play that one beat. So. And it came out, it, it did big. It, it gets to certify, you know, around our hype step. So talk to me a little bit about the creation about that one. Yeah, so how that how that came about is, um, so that guy Austin Dean Ashford, who's featured on the song, him and I have been coming to our producer Rob's uh, studio for a minute. And we have, we made these three songs that we were trying to make for sync. And he was like, oh, I have a whole bunch of other beats we should just go through just in case any other stuff. And those other three songs are going to be coming out this year. It's part of my rollout. We're just, you know, just making sure okay. every month's planned out, make sure we're ahead. Um, but we were going through a bunch of beats and he played that beat. And I was like, something different about it. And he was like, yeah, I don't think it would be for sync, though, because it's very Bay Area, that beat. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on it for a minute. And I was like, oh, yeah, this has like a hyphy like it gives me like 2000s hyphy vibe like i just want to like slap it in the trunk like that it just gave me that vibe um and i was talking to my girlfriend about it and then i was talking to austin about um what it what what it could be and i I couldn't think of like how to how to flip it to make it hyphy and i was like i'm multi-hyphenated i was like how would i i'm multi-hyphy like i do a lot of things like Mm -hmm. and then austin came up with the and i go dumb and i was like oh yeah i like this so that that was the thought process and the creation behind it. Um, obviously, with all the social media content, we uh, we make a story out of it with with my girlfriend. It's all entertainment, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was totally on board when I was like writing scratches for it. She was there, just like, Ugh, you know. So she was a she was a part of it, but she wasn't a, as much a part of it as yeah. the the social media content we make it seem like. But people love the story, bro. I have so many people DMing me, being like, "I want to hear that song you and your girlfriend started." I'm like, <laughs> "All right, bet." Um, yeah, but it, it yeah that that's how the creation of that song, and I'm I'm super proud of that one because I was able to talk my shit, little little slight flexes in there, but you know. I imagine so many artists get told like, oh, just focus on one thing because I've been told that my whole career and it's because that I've done both those things that I've been able to thrive in so yeah. many arenas. Like my my transition to voiceover wouldn't have, have been as smooth if I didn't invest in myself with all the music stuff. There's this um, Broadway touring show called Freestyle Love Supreme that I'm able to do because I can rap. It's a It's a improv freestyle show. It's literally everything I've been training oh, wow. for my whole life. And like Wayne Brady's like the president of it. It's a it's a founder of Hamilton yeah. and like all his dope friends who created this group before in the Heights before Hamilton. And like I'm like almost a part of that collective. They know me. They they use me from time to time. I'm like, this is great. I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't able to invest in all my interests. No, that's crazy though. I like that. I really rock with that. There might be another bag in there for you as a writer, you know. People like the the storylines that come along with the content, you know. Yeah, 
even taking it on another level with the the multi hype, right? A lot of the the content and like a lot of the the music that you post around the content is positive, right? So when you're talking about um, going hyphy or maybe talking your shit, there's another layer of like, oh, he's not just rapping about positive shit. Like he can also he can also take it there if he needs to, right? Do you do you struggle at times with people being like, you know, he's he's too positive or like ah, I don't I don't know, he's not he's not enough of a rapper or whatever that means to me. Of course, all the time, bro. And like, I wish if I could talk to my younger self, I wish I would have, instead of trying to prove to so many people like, no, no, I can do this. Like, instead of trying to prove to those people who like said, I'm not a rapper, I wish I just would have followed and provided more music for the people who believed in me and just like, this was just enjoying what I was doing. Because I had a group of like friends who really loved when I was like, I made like a Dragon Ball Z song and people were loving it. But I still then felt like I didn't, do enough because there were still other people who weren't fucking with it, you know? So I was like, man, what? why don't you guys see how dope this is? I should have just been like, I'm glad y'all like it. What else do you guys want to hear, you know? Um, but yeah, I can always take it there and I'm I'm always happy to take it there if, if it needs to be. That's part of, this is my sport. Acting and rapping are my sports. I'm getting my reps in. I'm practicing. Yeah. I'm ready to play whenever the opportunity calls and I want people to see that. I take myself seriously. I take my craft seriously. Um, and yeah, this, it's always going to be positive. I think switching over one of the mindsets post-pandemic, thinking about music and watching some of these ind- independent artists thrive. And I think it's, they create so much value in their content. They're like, yo, I made this song because I was feeling like this, mm-hmm. blank. Or like, yo, I just wanted more cooking kitchen vibe playlist. So here's this, here's my playlist. And people love that stuff because I'm like, I'm giving you something. It's not like, Look how cool I am every time I rap. Like, hey, follow me. Hey, like, look how many girls I have. Like, forget that. I don't care how cool you look online, bro. What do you like in real life? Does your followers match your bank account? Probably not. I'm just saying, like, let's just be. Let's just be ourselves, you know? Let's, like, give the people stuff. Like, I'd rather give you stuff than be like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy my merch or buy my stuff. It's like, I made this because I think it's cool and it keeps me warm. If that, if you uh, relate to that, that's what's up. If not, all good. Yeah, that's no. Uh, I think I think you said something really important. There's a lot of two things. One, there's a lot of people who will go out of their way to copy what's cool, right, and to copy what other people are doing. And oh, like this is what I see on, or this is what I see the blogs posting, or whatever. This is what I'm gonna do, and that creates kind of like a copycat culture. Yeah. Then also on like the other side of that, there's like there's the people who are scared to show who they are, really, um, and they. They lack that connection that you were talking about a little bit earlier um, with the the content and with the personality and just being an individual. Um, and I think those two things, especially in hip hop right now, um, those two things are kind of holding the culture back because everybody wants Agreed. to be accepted, but nobody wants to. Everybody's scared to be accepted for who they are. They just want to be accepted and they see, oh, this is the way that people are getting put on. Yeah. And so they're scared for that. You know, yeah, um, I could see that. I think we all fall victim to that. Of course, we all like it's a human thing that we all want to be liked. We all want to be, you know, followed. We all want to be loved, supported. But I think the most important thing is integrity, because I feel like a lot of these people burn out off like going yeah. viral once and like being like, oh, I got to replicate this thing that is so foreign to me rather than if you go viral off something you naturally do. And like, that's naturally a part of you. It's going to be easy to replicate that rather than be like, I don't know. 
I don't know if the Island Boys can come up with another hit. Of course they cannot come up with another hit. That was a, what? Come on. That was a fluke, yeah. you know? But, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you ever think about just how you're creating or what you're creating is changing the person who you are? Because I know you spend a lot of time creating. You said you're in the studio at least once a week. Um, you're doing the auditions. You know, you're doing the voiceovers. You're doing the other content. Uh, you do, you're manifesting the goals that you set and you think about all the time. Do you ever think about how that is literally changing you on like a day-to-day or week-to-week basis? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my studio way more than once a week. That's only the studio I'm at mm. in, uh, okay. with my, my producers because like this is where I do all my voiceovers and you know where I content create mm-hmm. and come up with strategies. Um, but yeah, bro, I, lo- I love the way you put that. Um, I think I'm always chipping away for the better version of me and the man I've always wanted to be. Not to get too deep, but I didn't grow up with a father figure around. My dad passed away when I was five. Uh, yeah. My mom had a, a boyfriend for like a good amount of my childhood that was kind of a father figure, but you know, it wasn't my dad and he didn't like go out of his way to, you know, do some of the parenting that I hope he would have done, but it's all good. Um, got nothing but love for the situation. I wasn't his responsibility, but like, I'm just always chipping away of seeing like being the role model that I want to be because art truly saved my life. So i I, I, I don't know if it's pride at this point or if it's the person I want to be, but I want to make it, I'm going to make it as an artist and I want to teach people how I did it eventually. I just don't feel like I'm I'm there yet. Um, so I am at the any means mentality and I know I'm gonna be able to like, I'm doing too much, but then I'm gonna be able to throw away what doesn't work and what does work. Like with the content, like I always try doing so much. And then the one that doesn't work, I'm like, all right, yeah, I didn't, I don't really like doing that. I was just trying, but like these ones work like the mom and girlfriend content that that stuff works. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am, I am bro. And I think a lot of times in the music, I try to be conscious of like the words because if something pops, I'm have to say these words for a really long time. Um, people want to hear these words. So I want to make sure the message (laughs) is right. And I also want to make sure like they're good mantras for myself sometime in there, you know? Oh yeah, I'm abundant. Oh yeah, I love myself. I want to make sure I'm saying these things so it's a constant reminder of the person I'm striving to be and the present moment of how I want to feel. No, I get that. Yeah, I totally relate to losing a father figure at an early age. Uh, I was almost four when I lost my dad, and Damn. you know I grew up just single parent home. Um, love my mom to death. I think she did an amazing job Me too. for the situation. Um, but yeah, like when I think about the intentionality and like who I want to become, like that always, uh, it's always in the the back of my mind. Like, oh, I want to be this, the greatest father. I don't say father, I say grandfather. <laughs> I think about it because I was like, nice. I think the the greatest thing you could do is have a child, but also have that child to be, if you want to say successful, um, for lack of a better term, successful enough to start their own family. Facts. Right. Have your own little family tree and be like, yo, I'm the grandfather of this family tree. I get to teach lessons to not only the next generation, but the generation after that. It's like, oh, that, that's the dopest thing to me. That's the intention behind everything. Like, get to that point, you know. That's fire. Yeah. You're thinking yeah, hell so in I mean, the future. No. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But the kind of go back to it. Like, the person who makes something today isn't the same person who comes back to it tomorrow is what Rick Rubin says. So it's mm. like, um, mm. do you ever think, 
your views on the content or the, you know, whether it be your voiceovers, your acting roles, your music, or a combination of everything. Do you ever think it, it changes to you um, as like you make it or since the first time you heard it or how it evolves? Totally, totally. And <clears throat> this, is, this is a bone I have to pick with a lot of <laughs> artists right now. It's like, and when I'm collaborating with people, sometimes they want to re-record or sometimes like, you know, it doesn't sound as good or whatever. And I'm like, yo, we're going to make more songs. Like, unless this is the last song you ever plan to put out, I get it. You want it to be perfect, but we're always going to make more songs. Like, let it be yeah. what it is. Let's drop it and let's move on to the next. You know, if it's done, let it be done. Like, I heard somebody say also that, like, art is not completed till it's given. So it's like, what what are we holding on to it for? You know, that's another reason mm-hmm. why I'm dropping so much music mm-hmm. this year. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I also love that about music. That's a timestamp. I can listen back to some and be like, dang i was totally there when i when i like made that um and that's why i'm trying to um i'm actively trying to create music when i'm feeling a certain way and finish it as soon as possible so i can Mm -hmm. capture that feeling and share it with people because we are all so similar we all have so much more in common than we do differences so i really want to probably not this year because i have most of this year already planned out i'm looking at my calendar over here but like there might be okay. points where I drop like EPs and like um, albums like directly to fans. I'm trying to get away from streaming service. Not saying I will take my songs out of the stream catalog, but like I want to sell direct because that's a easier way to make money doing this. Because like 200 streams for one dollar is like that. That math doesn't make sense to me. I'm like I can get ten dollars yeah. for an album from a bunch of people and like make. You know, I could probably make a good like hundred bucks per like per like drop minimum. You know, and that that seems mm-hmm. way fair to me, more yeah. fair. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely have evolved through my music, and I love my evolution, and I'm excited to see how far I grow and take this. No, that's dope. Um, and just there's there's an energy, kind of like you said, there's an energy when you make something, um, and you lose a little bit. Of- of that energy every time you edit something in the future that you made previously. Cause like you said, you, you remember as a timestamp, um, personally as an artist, personally as a fan, sometimes when I think back, oh, I remember this was going on or I accumulated or I related to other things that were going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I remember this was going on. This was the soundtrack to my life at this point. Um, shout out to Kid Cudi, but yeah, like sometimes you lose a little bit of that when you, when you try to remake something. Right. And you might be the only one who knows it, but there's there's like a feeling of like, oh, you can tell this was maybe re-recorded or um a little more forced than it should have been because yeah. you know, the artist was trying to make something perfect, you know, instead of trying to uh storytell or get their current emotions or current feelings or current artistry, the level of artists they were yes. at that time out, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, that, those are all the questions I had. So if you're still down, you know, I'm down to do some hyper tight. Um, basically what it is, is five questions, uh, rapid fire. If you think something is hype, uh, that's just, you know, something that's kind of like a fad or something that people think just think is true or just generally accepted for some random reason. Uh, if you think something is tight, you think something is here to stay, you personally like it, you think it's dope, uh, genuinely cool, or just like a fad. All right, so this is hypertight multi hyphy edition. Ready? Let's get it. Hypertight AI generated art. Tight. 
Why do you think it's tight? It's tight because, I mean, a lot of us get uh, caught up in the headspace of, like, they have to be perfect. It's, like, it's taken away one one more excuse. Like, I'm guilty of doing it, but I hope to make enough money where I can pay artists in the future. But for right now, yo, let me let me just get it going. Let me just get it going. Come on. Okay, get it started. Get it started. What about holograms? Maybe, like, a, a Tupac hologram at Coachella Hypertype. Tight as long as you're paying the people who own the rights of Tupac. Mm, mm, I don't know if Sugar Knight saw any of that Coachella, but anyway, that's, that's you know what I mean. Point. That's a good point. Uh, 3D printing, hyper tight. Tight. Have you seen some of the cosplay stuff people have been doing, bro? Bro, tight. Okay, okay. You know, I would probably, you know, people just being able to make something out of just thin air with a a, a device. Tight. Tight. Okay, stand on videos then. Stand on videos. What about multicultural food dishes? You know, dishes that blend different cultures together, maybe um have, you know, attributes of different cultures in there. Is that tight too? Hella tight. Like let's go where we've never gone before. <laughs> let's push the taste bud boundary. I love this. Especially somebody who's mixed like me, like I'm half Peruvian, half black. Like, what is soul what does soul Peruvian food taste like? I wanna know. Yeah, yeah. Multi hype right there. That's so multi hype. What about uh multidisciplinary races like triathlon, decathlon? <laughs> They're tight. I will just never participate in them. Like shout out the people who can do them. My girlfriend's a marathon runner. Like that already enough. As I'm like, dude, you're you're wild. So that's tight. Those people who can do them, salute. Okay, salute to them. And last but not least, cross genre music festivals. So music festivals that just have multiple genres. You're just going there for the vibes because you don't know what the vibes are going to be, but they're going to be all over the place. Hyper tight. Hella tight. I am not bound to one music genre, so if I can get the best of both worlds. Speaking of which, I was at Lollapalooza two years ago, and like um, the last two nights, I was able to see Green Day, which I love, and I was able to see J. Cole the next day. I was like, yo, this is lit. I was like, I'm hell about that. You know, I love all types of music, um, so I'm all about it. That's dope. That's dope. Um yeah, best of both worlds. Shout out Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus. This hey. has been another episode of the Six Five Show. Hey, uh, active poet David, uh, multi high feet. Go grab the art. Yeah, um, go stream. Go run it up. Yeah, I uh, appreciate y'all for rocking with us. You got anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me uh, just end on this. If you're a creative out there, don't worry about the views. You never know who's watching. The only way not to succeed is to quit. No, that's all that wants to come out right now. Yep. Really I appreciate is, everybody for rocking with us. Um, yeah. Peace and love, everybody. I'll catch y'all next time. Peace.